0: Pacific News, I'm Solomon Islands caretaker Prime Minister Manasi Songawari has taken a shot at his political rivals on the campaign trail. The Democratic and Democratic Alliance parties plan to scrap policies made by the caretaker government. Croy Hawkins says more. The parties who formed a pre election coalition want to reverse a recent pay rise for MPs and give public servants a 15% boost. At a campaign rally in the western province, Manasseh Songovare rubbished the promises, calling them unrealistic. He says the country is still recovering from the 2021 riots, which left a hole in the government revenue of just over 38 million US dollars. The joint national and provincial elections have been set down for April 17th. A Waipenamunda community leader in Papua New Guinea's Inga province says mediation is underway between the warring factions in the remote highlands in an effort to prevent further violence. Dozens were killed on February 18th in what has been described as the worst massacre in recent history. Akila Kunza says while there have been positive signals following talks, tribesmen have still been going around collecting ammunitions. They have communicated with the uh, enemy tribes and they said they fought enough and it's time to uh, lay down their arms and negotiate peace which is a positive signal, and the government of Papua New Guinea, they say they wanted to give more power to army so that army can arrest and army can shoot them or whatever, to try to uh, scare off the uh, fighting, but that will not stop. Akila Kunza sees uh, formal peace negotiations as sit down for Friday between the two sides. New health care practices have been introduced at Samoa's Leulungoenga District Hospital after a breech baby died at birth. The Samoa Observer reports the baby's father took to social media to express his anguish and disappointment, highlighting critical shortcomings in the medical care system. The Director-General of Health, A. Ono Professor Alec Ekeroma, confirmed a newborn died after complications during a breech birth. He says breech babies should be delivered by someone trained in conducting them. In response to the incident, Leulunwanga District Hospital brought in immediate measures to enhance patient safety and staff preparedness. Fiji's Women and Children's Minister Linda Tambuya says women in politics are more susceptible to online harassment than their male counterparts. Tambuya is currently dealing with a sex and drug allegation involving a former cabinet minister, Asedi Rantrotro. She says she has even been attacked online by a person living overseas. The world is unfair and being a woman in politics, we face a lot of unfairness and injustices. But I think it also makes us so much more determined to stand up and to be heard. New Zealand flags will be flown at half-mast on all government and public buildings on Thursday to mark the funeral of Whaanana e Collins. The 49-year-old Green MP and former Auckland mayoral candidate collapsed and died taking part in a charity event in Auckland. The instructions to government agencies say it applies to all department buildings and naval vessels which normally fly a flag. The flag will be returned to full mast at the end of business hours. Australian defence officials travelled to New Zealand last week to discuss the AUKUS security deal. Earlier this month, Australia's Defence Minister Richard Marles indicated his country would keep New Zealand updated on the second pillar of the deal, which is focused on advanced technology. New Zealand's Defence Minister Judith Collins says a meeting between officials from both countries took place last week. There will no doubt be a lot more talking and we'll see how things go. So is it in, work out whether or not it's in our best interest, but also what pla- what parts we could play and what the opportunities are for New Zealand. Judith Collins says New Zealand officials are still yet to hear what exactly the involvement in the second pillar of orcas could look like. New Zealand immigration officials say the red flags they raised about migrant abuse under the work visa scheme were dismissed by bosses. The Public Service Commission report released yesterday on the accredited employer work visa scheme criticised the lack of action to stop potential abuse. Crystal Gibbons reports. The report details how multiple immigration staff members told senior managers migrants had paid employers large amounts of money to secure jobs or visas and were giving scripted responses to officials to conceal this. Some workers were not getting paid and ineligible employers were being granted accreditation. Staff said they felt immigration bosses were dismissive and that problems raised were swept under the carpet. The Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment says it is working to ensure staff feel they can speak up and be heard. A measles alert has been issued for two flights to Melbourne this month with people on them asked to stay home until they have called Healthline for advice. Te order Health in New Zealand says the flights were from Dubai on February fourteenth and Singapore on February nineteenth. As of yesterday, it had identified 13 people who travelled on either of those flights and then came onto New Zealand. They've been followed up with contact tracing. The agency says anyone who contracted the virus could already be infectious, so should call Healthline. Public health doctors have warned a measles outbreak is almost inevitable this year because too many people are not immunised. In world news, the Swedish Prime Minister has described his country's acceptance as a NATO member as an historic day. Ulf Christensen says it's a big step for Sweden to abandon more than two centuries of neutrality. After repeated delays, Hungary became the final country in the military alliance to ratify the application. These people in Sweden were happy with the news. Well, I'm very relieved because we have been waiting for it for such a long time. It's a big change. Finally, it's been a long wait and too hungry to get the acceptance of the parliament. But it's good to finally be here. We've been preparing for a bit of time for this. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg says Sweden will make the alliance stronger and safer. In sport, the Fiji Amateur Boxing Association says it is awaiting funding to send a five-member squad to an Olympic qualifying tournament in Thailand in May. Association General Secretary Viliame Kasana-Wanga says they hope to send four men and one female boxer to the qualifier, including 2023 Pacific Games gold medalist Johnny Davule. FBC reports the Fiji Sports Commission allocates government funding to sports federations to assist them in their international commitments. Kasana Wanga says that they have sent their request to the commission and have also approached possible sponsors to fund the Thailand trip. Athletics Fiji national coach Albert Miller says they hope to field as many athletes as they can at the upcoming Oceania Athletics Championship in Silver in June. Speaking to FBC, Miller says he hopes more athletes will join the head of the competition. He says athletes are being monitored each week and will be evaluated at three different trials, beginning with the Easter Games. Athletes from Australia and New Zealand will be part of the Oceania meet, which is scheduled for June 1st to 8th at the HFC Bank Stadium in Suva. That's your latest RNZ Pacific news and sport. For more stories, go to rnzi.com. Botox Cosmetic, auto botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.